Hello and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we normally talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Mir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who has nothing against Canada or Japan, but prefers a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I'm Blake. I I I do. I do. Only because I'm fascinated by the fact that it's just like math that you use to solve those things. It's not magic. <laughs> that's why I hate them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as I found out it was actual math, I was like, this is not cool at all. Yeah. Like you, the people who can do it really fast, because I've oh, never been, I can eventually get one like when I pull <laughs> the stickers off. <laughs> the people who could do it real fast are always like the biggest losers. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I have a couple friends who can do it like fast, and it's like their loser status is very like up they're up there. They're near like you're like yeah, that's cool. Like get out of my house. Yeah, don't come back. So uh, <laughs> this for uh, those who've been with it, we have a special edition, and for those who have listened to our special editions before, you know that we go all in and all out on these things. So spoiler alert: we will be talking about. Uh, one of the more anticipated movies of the early half, one of the most anticipated movies of the early part of the year, I think. So, spoiler alert, we are going to talk about all the ins and outs of Renfield. Um, if you're listening to this show, you may, you probably have already seen it, but if you haven't had a chance to get around to it, because there's some good stuff out there right now, um, just again, final spoiler alert, we are going to talk about Renfield and, uh, well, I can't think of any way to ruin it, honestly, right now. <laughs> Shit, but, you know what you're getting. You're like, yeah. You could not a, be spoiled. It's, it's a Dracula movie. Yeah. But um, before we get into actual Renfield, like the past few special editions, I know before we would talk about the trailers and in the past few, we kind of got away from them. So this this will be kind of a mix of that. Uh, there was two trailers before Renfield that really stood out to me. Uh, one of them is kind of random, so I'll kind of the uh the one with the talking dogs who just cussed a lot straight oh, yeah. man what a one-trick pony but uh <laughs> he looks really awesome at homeward bound in the hood <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah i can't wait actually that movie looks super stupid as fuck and something i will definitely want to see well you have will ferrell and J- jamie fox so that's that's good that's really good yeah. But then you got the like from the one of the selling points is the makers of Ted. I never saw Ted too, but uh, the first one not so great. You know, talking animal stuffed animal. You know, it only it can only really go so far. <laughs> so I think right. Ted, Ted two is a bit much. You know, but like Ted, Ted has its like ridiculous kind of humor and 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 charm to it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This I, I haven't seen a fucking good talking dog movie in a good long time. Um <laughs> so Wait, before before you continue, non what's a good non-animated talking dog movie? Uh Milo Notice. They talk, uh, they they think, don't they? Okay, I guess they think, but that's talking. It's like I guess so, they, they are communicating. So. Yeah, well, homeward bound legit is a fun movie. I I, I like I, it. I, yeah, it's a great movie. I, yeah. I I think the horror story is like many of those animals died or something. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's like some darkness to Homeward Bound, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, 
<laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but good movie nonetheless right right uh animal farms uh, no i'm just i'm just joking uh <laughs> those animals are so deep <laughs> yeah had sea biscuit talked now that would have been real cool but oh yeah that would have made for a much better movie <laughs> it's a cool story but that's a boring movie it's a very boring movie. It's an interesting <laughs> Wikipedia to read. It's a super interesting Wikipedia. Uh, I have my my dad has like an old framed photo of Seabiscuit that his dad had. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. And it was, it's like literally like, uh, you know, they try to play it up like, oh, nobody knew or cared about Seabiscuit. Lots right. of people knew and cared about Seabiscuit back in the day. It was no, quite, he the, was quite like, the phenomena. Yeah. Yeah. He was like an American hero, wasn't he? Yeah. It really I became mean, one. Yeah. People were very fascinated by that. And I remember, I mean, not so much now because people just don't reference stuff from way back then as much as they used to. But I remember growing up as a kid, like I would hear references to Seabiscuit, like it seemed like all the time. Like, really? Yeah, Looney Tunes of like, of course, or not Looney Tunes, but like cartoons of. Uh, I think Tom and Jerry would reference later. Tom and Jerry sure. would. Okay. Sitcoms would seem like like Family Ties and Three's Company and. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, and like I could see Three's Company making a Seabiscuit. Yeah, like I could swear that, like I would, because I knew who, like I remember hearing Seabiscuit. All I remember teachers calling people who like ran fast Seabiscuit. <laughs> it's probably not cool to compare <laughs> young kids to horses, but you know, I grew up in a different time. <laughs> I just can't get Don Knotts' voice out of my head. Why well, he's a real Seabiscuit? <laughs> exactly. While, while he's making some crazy face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, anyway. I, but yeah, Seabiscuit was like yeah. I, I've always thought he was an American treasure, like uh, well, because that's he was it was always referenced. And then I heard the story about him and him in a Seattle Slough. Like those are the names that I always heard about. Right. And because I know the Kentucky Derby somehow is like well, I guess it's because lots and lots and lots and lots of money is spent on it. And I know yeah. that like horse racing is super expensive. Uh, um, the only names that I know are Seattle Slough, um, Seabiscuit, and uh, the one that won recently won the Triple Crown or almost won the Triple Crown. Oh, uh, that was oh affirmed or did affirmed win the Triple Crown? There's been a couple recently. Um, which it, yeah, it hadn't happened in many, many years. And then there, right. I think we've had a couple. Um, but yeah, uh, sec- Secretariat, man, you got it. Secretariat, yes, that yeah, one. Secretariat. Oh, yeah, definitely Secretariat. And because... then Mind mind That Bird, which is I... a horse from El Paso, Rio Doso, actually, I think, that won the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky like, Derby uh, uh, last ago. year, right? Was it a decade oh, was like, ago? Yeah, oh, that was years ago. Yeah. I, I didn't remember the name of it, but I, I do remember the story. Uh, yeah. Wow, well. Uh, one day we'll do a we'll do a horse racing horror themed episode. Actually, we'll really get into it. Oh, uh, but the point to all this horse racing stuff is that a talking dog movie is coming out, and <laughs> we we talk about this a lot on this show. But this movie absolutely cannot be more than ninety minutes. Like no, and ninety minutes is pushing it. They have to keep this short. It, it needs to have full runtime with credits be about 90 minutes. Yeah. Like this, yeah. this movie needs to end promptly. Yeah. I mean, how, 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 I mean, they can only make those jokes. You, you know, are coming so many times. Right. So, right. I mean, we, we saw the red band trailer and it's, I mean, you, you, what you yeah. see is what you get. Like the dogs are cussing up a storm, talking about biting dicks off, which I think <laughs> might be the main plot of the story, which is pretty <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, they fuck garden gnomes. 
Yeah. And let's uh, double team it. Yeah, they double team it. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots of like sex jokes in there. <laughs> like, but that's it. I don't, I mean, please do not go an hour 48 or two hours with this because this is, like you said, 90 minutes with credits. And this is like the dash cam 10 minute like wrapping credits at the end. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes. keep, keep this shit short. Yeah, oh. Please. Uh, the other trailer actually has kind of something to do. It doesn't have something to do with Renfield, but it is connected to it. So the last voyage of the Demeter, oh. as I, I learned it is called. Um, first of all, this is kind of funny to me. Like, I didn't know if it was Demeter, Demeter, Demeter. Uh, I, I didn't know how to pronounce it. So I was talking to Regina yeah. afterwards and I was like, I didn't know it was called the last. I didn't know it was pronounced Demeter. And she just matter of factly tells me, "Oh yeah, that's how it's always been pronounced." Like, Man, <laughs> what a fucking dork! <laughs> that's such a Regina thing to say. Dude. Yeah. Now keep in mind, this is a, a girl who had a huge cradle of filth poster in her bed <laughs> when I met her, and she was like twenty. So, <laughs> oh, called out, called out. Also, she's probably read Dracula no less than a dozen times. I can only imagine. She just read it last. I think she read it like three times during lockdown. Wow, just in lockdown alone. Yeah. yeah, just because she was reading it. She's uh, dedicated. She's the real horror fan. Get her back on the show. She absolutely. She also, when I met her, had um Pete Steele from uh oh typo, typo negative. Yeah, typo negative. She had the playgirl he was in. Yeah. <laughs> hey, who did? It was, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was actually my copy. <laughs> she kept it for herself. <laughs> Uh, so the last voyage of uh, Demeter is coming out. Uh, I think it was August, maybe October of this year. Or later so. this year, it's coming out. Uh, this is based on a chapter in Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Dracula, and it's uh, basically about the uh, the trip, the boat trip that Dracula takes from his home into England. A really, 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 really interesting idea for a movie. Mm-hmm. But man, this trailer is super worrisome from um, its Smashing Pumpkins soundtrack to uh, I think there's going to be survivors in this movie and there can't be survivors. Yeah, dude. So there's some alarming things right away. Well, the trailer goes too long and it shows far too much. Yeah. Um, uh, I would have not liked to have seen the monster. Um, in the in the trailer they give you a, a few glimpses good ones few. too like yeah good on. ones yeah and uh I, I never like to see children uh and like that why would there be a child on that boat i just wouldn't be uh there's like a dog i don't know dude like yeah I, there cannot be survivors yet uh i'm I, i'm troubled by this that said it looks very dark and it looks like it could be very gruesome yeah and yeah. there there's some definitely some some points to to be excited about oh absolutely because i agree that I, I wish that they didn't show dracula mm-hmm. um what they did show it looks like they're going with uh not quite nosferatu it looks like they're going more even more monsterish yeah but um they, it looks pretty cool it has pro- uh, potential for sure definitely definitely full on uh full promise i mean i'll i wouldn't be surprised if we did a special edition on that one I wouldn't either because uh, as as much as I did not care for the trailer, it didn't make me want to see the movie any less. Like right. I still really want to see it. Yeah. Um, and in all fairness, I believe in the book, like 
when the, the Demeter arrives, like there's nothing but rats on there, but they don't say that there's a bunch of dead bodies or anything. Like, there was no one on the ship. So if someone falls off the ship during the course of the voyage and survives, I mean, fear, I guess it strictly is true to the story of Dracula, but um, yeah, you're Let's right. See. Yeah. And why should there be? I mean, it's not, it's not, a, it's not the Titanic. It's not a trip. No. he's a terrible monster and that's part of the what makes him a terrible scary monster is that this ship arrived with no one on it and that's scary it's freaky and we've we've never ever ever heard that tale like in a long i would love to see what they but you know like it's a trailer so they can play as much smashing pumpkins as they want i I don't (laughs) think they're playing it in the movie it doesn't look like it's that type of movie so what's funny is there's a there's a podcast that's been around a long time night living podcast and one of the the hosts of that show uh kelly uh he's been talking about this because i guess it was another book i think somebody else wrote that kind of told the story or whatever but uh he's been wanting this story told for i mean that's i mean at least a decade and uh I would I'm super I I've lost touch and I'm super curious to know how what he feels about the Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> trailer to this movie. Dude. I thought that was so weird. Dude. I was gonna say it can't be just me when like they did the the world is a man. I'm like I, uh, a, a bunch pretty of sure Dracula 2000 did that too. <laughs> right now we know how that turned out. Yeah. So uh, let's get into Renfield and let's get into Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Rin, Smash, Smash Pumpkins, not a shitty band. No, Ska, band. something else entirely. Totally <laughs> so, Renfield, um, you mentioned a few episodes ago how this is maybe your most anticipated movie of the yeah. year. I, I've been looking forward to it for a long time. I hate to say at the beginning what we feel about it, but I will say that going into the movie, I, I would say that this movie is, uh, whenever you're looking forward, and you can we always say we try as hard as you can you try to go into a movie with no expectations but when you really want to see something like it's kind of hard not to go in with a little bit of like trepidation and fear yeah and i think this movie this is the first movie in quite a while that i went in like really worried and nothing really okay trailers were great everything i didn't hear anything bad about it like um i didn't hear anything about it but like but because i was so looking forward to it I was really worried going into this. Wow. Okay. So that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I, I kind of, man, I've, maybe it's just how life has been lately, but I, I'm, I kind of skipped into that theater very carefree and happy go, happy go. Like, so that's like, cool. yeah, I, I think it was mostly cause um, that last trailer, which again, I, it may have shown too much, man, to be honest with you, right. but it, it really did kind of, drive home just how absurd i think the movie was going to be um and i mean that in like the best way possible like absurdity is uh, in the in the thing like this is kind of what they're playing on and i i really like that almost uh slapstick level of of nonsense especially obviously in the horror with a horror tinge and and uh yeah so i walked into that theater like i did my expectations were actually pretty low i guess like I didn't expect to be just completely floored or blown away by how awesome it was, but I did expect to have a good time with it. And uh, yeah, yeah, good good times were had by some, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would yeah. agree with that. So yeah. well, one of the things that had me worried was, so 
Nicholas Holt, like a great actor, like we've mm-hmm. seen him in the fra- favorite anime, the great uh, Nicholas Cage. Don't need to run down his resume. Uh, and Aquafina is she's really good. She's a, she's crazy rich Asians. Uh, she's in the Farewell, which is a more serious role, so you can kind of see her go uh, in both directions. So yep. the tone was one thing that worried me, and it wasn't that I didn't think it wasn't going to be funny because the trailers looked hilarious. And it wasn't that I didn't think it was going to be scary because there was also some really gruesome trailers. I just wasn't sure how the two would work together. Like it's, yeah, there's lots of comedy horror, lots of great comedy horrors, but man, when they fail, they fail hard. So I was really worried about this one, but the tone for this really well done. It's consistent throughout the movie and it mixes horror and comedy consistently, like throughout the entire runtime very well yeah i yeah i just, i completely agree the the i would i would the way nicholas uh holt kind of starts the movie with his like little narrative about and like this really great montage of of stuff that's happened you know in the in the past leading up to what where he was that particular day i loved that setup you know i i right i thought that setup was such a it, it kind of brought us into the world showed you how ridiculous it was going to be and yeah it just really kept on that without going you know like it, it was totally crazy totally absurd at yeah. times but this was just such a fun playground for all these characters you know and it it was interesting too because um you don't really see i mean you, well aquafina is kind of you've seen her now a couple times i guess kind of played this like straight man in a way yeah and, and I thought that was really interesting. And I thought she did a great job with that. Yeah, that was a really cool decision. Um, I like also, you had mentioned the opening. Like, there's all these, like, homages to, like, Bella yeah. Lugosi and the Universal uh, uh, Dracula pigs from way back when. I absolutely love it. And this continues, like, throughout the movie, all the way to the very end where it has the title screen, which looks like something out of, like, the 70s or something out of a poster in the 70s. Um, also, we've talked about this character before. Bram Stoker, or is this Francis Ford Coppola did it. Uh, it's not very often that you see... Quincy, oh, Morris, Quincy Morris brought, and you get a pretty hardcore <laughs> reference to Quincy Morris in this and it's a small thing and they don't really delve too deeply into it but if you know the story I think you can't help but have like really appreciated that absolutely yeah no I mean I know we kind of leaned over to each other and we're like oh I get a little of that and it's because yeah. I mean we are we are true horror and literary nerds and yeah he's the guy who kills Dracula actually everybody yeah, from, <laughs> from Texas <laughs> From Texas, as you would need one from Texas to take care of your Dragula business. Quincy <laughs> Morris gets it gets done. And yeah, really cool to see that. It, that was also, it, it happens really early. And it was also kind of one of those things that kind of made me sit back in my seat and go like, yeah, I think I'm in for a, like a fun time, you know. And that's what's really cool. Like, like you mentioned, like, so Aquafina, like it's a comedy and she, and not that she's unfunny, like she has a lot of good oh, one-liners. And yeah, she's super cool. She's a really good character in this. Uh, but um, you're right. She plays it straight, but the movie never takes itself too seriously. And I think that's really important. Like um, there's a, and there's not, a, there's no exposition in it, but there's some downtime in it. But I, I got, I don't know if you had the same feeling with the downtime to me was when they're talking about what's going on. It almost felt like, um, like a spoof of a serious, but 
Yeah, it yeah. yeah, but it wasn't like uh it didn't feel silly either. Like it it went with the tone of the rest of the movie, but <laughs> it also wasn't like, okay, now they're this is where they explain Dracula's origins or why right. uh Red you don't need to do right. Yeah, that's another great part of the movie that we can get into when they talk about uh the past and stuff. But I, I think that this movie knew exactly what it was. Yeah. Now um it never ever took itself seriously, which I think was super important. No, I, I couldn't. Yeah, couldn't agree more. <clears throat> couldn't agree more. The the one of the things that I really enjoyed so much about it was, yeah, that it had this like uh, I don't want to say like Naked Gun or Hot Shots because that's a little bit more goofy than this. Yeah. Um, but kind of in the same like you kind of what you said, kind of in that same vein of like, yeah, this is like this is done fully with tongue in cheek, but we're gonna play it as seriously as we can with our tongue in, in our cheek and and that adds this like level of uh like gravitas to like the shit that happens you don't think like for instance with the his like he, uh, he's been nicholas holtz the renfield's been going to this uh support group right and it's like for support group for like losers it's hilarious it's, it's like, great it's so good and i and you start to really care about like all these characters as right as tertiary as they all are you yeah. really start to really care and, and uh, you start to feel like a part of the group, you know? So when, you know, as, as the inevitable happens, you know, uh, Dracula uh, gains himself to full power and he shows, you know, so like you're, you're kind of like going like, no, he, they, they're not going to murder all these people. Oh yes. He destroys oh, them. <laughs> he destroys them. <laughs> and one of the funniest, scenes i thought personally i think i was laughing maybe more than the rest of the audience but that scene was hilarious it was great and you hit the nail on the head like i think like the writing regarding that support group is probably like the highlight not necessarily the highlight of the movie but definitely the highlight of the writing is how well that this support group that uh they play heavy in the trailer but not so much in the movie right but what you get in the movie is super effective and it really makes you care for them. Like, I think that's one of the best things because they're in what three, four scenes three before four scenes, Dracula, like just massacres them. And you're right. You're, you, you're thinking like, no, it's not going to happen or someone's going to get away or something's going to happen, but no, he kills them all brutally. And there was even people at, well, I, another thing we had a great, great crowd. I thought great crowd. And um, behind us, man, they were like, and and there's an awesome, like, we'll get to the ska stuff right now, but the crowd was <laughs> loving it. But yes. the uh, when when the support group died, and um, they they do come back in the end, but no, we didn't know that at the time, right. but <laughs> like, there was like audible, there's people in the audience who are like, oh, oh, yeah, like that's when you know that the movie yeah. has you hooked. And I mean, I was super disappointed to see him kill them. Oh, I was truly bombed, you know, because you really do. You you have like this like sympathy for these characters, all these these guys, and 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 Renfield too. Ren, Renfield yeah. himself is a, is such a. I let me, okay. So here's one of the problems I have with like his storytelling thing. They try to play this family card like late for him. They half asked that. They totally half-assed that. That is, they might as well not have put that in there. Um, I honestly don't understand why they did. Yeah, it means absolutely nothing other than a, a couple conversations 
that don't even really flesh him out or make him likable by no. by Aquafina anymore or less, right? So right, it does. Yeah, totally botched that. But you know, that may be it. I I love him as a character. Renfield was so fun. He he had this uh like boyish uh like charm and naivete i guess you would say yeah <laughs> that that you know you would have think you would have thought would have got old you know kind of quick but it really it didn't for me I, I thought his like kind of innocence um kind of kept him very likable you know yeah i i totally agree with you um what they yeah they did botch the the, the whole family connection um i'm and i don't know if this is what the case is but I'm thinking maybe that there was like this will they won't they thing between him and uh, Aquafina. Oh, Aqu- they were going, possibly that they were going for, but if they had done that, wanted that, they would have had to go longer, and that the movie didn't need to go long. It was like a perfect length. And, mm, yeah. Um. I yeah. I don't think they really needed to to add that. Um. One thing that they removed, I think, from the trailers to the movie is but one thing I was really worried about is um. The trailers show Nicolas Cage, of course. They show the support group. Yeah. But then the other big part of the trailers are the fight scenes. Oh. And it's kind of a small thing, and it might be just me. But um, there's they're showing the fight scenes, and Nicolas Cage is doing his stuff. Or Nicholas uh, Holt is doing his stuff. And they would always show this part where he's, like, dodging a bullet or a knife or something. Oh. And he's leaning back Matrix style. And his eyes are closed. And it bothered me because I used to call that, like, I used to call people who were, like, they thought they were too cool for school. I would call them chalets. Because, <laughs> like, you know, people go like, ah, chalets. So yeah. I was like, oh, those are chalets. <laughs> like, like when Regina's like, it's it's always been pronounced Demeter. It's like, man, you're being chalet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure. So I thought he was, like, being chalet. I was like, eh. oh, I he's, he's goosing it up a little bit here. Exactly. Uh, okay. Exactly. But they don't have, but I was thinking, well, you know, they do show him eating a bug. So maybe he's in a trance. And that's why, you know, maybe he just, that's what he's going through. But they just don't show it in the movie at all. Like him with his eyes all closed. And I was so happy. Oh, good. Oh, good. I thought that the fight scenes were like, they were super ridiculous. Like, and we'll, we'll talk about the one towards the end in the apartment complex. But uh, oh, yeah. I, they were a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, I love them. I love them. And like, I would have, I would have said, uh, man, I may have like an argument as to why that was in, even in the movie, but it's because he has like this. I mean, he is a brutal killer when he wants to be uh, yes. with his bug infusions, which is awesome, right? Like, yeah, I, I'd love that. You know, all he has to do is eat some any any kind of, which you know, like that's what the Renfield character is famous for is like eating rats and and bugs and shit, flies and, stuff. and so, whatnot, flies yeah. and yeah, exactly and. I, I like that they played with that uh, a whole lot. And uh, yeah, I, but I would have said like, it's because he almost has this like reluctance to having to destroy people like with brutality, like, because, you know, he, ha- he's doing what boss says, you know? So, but right. you know, yeah, that's good that they, that they did cut that out, I guess. Uh, I, I didn't notice that anything else, but like, there <laughs> is kind of this like total reluctance of like, man, I, well, I'm gonna have to destroy everybody in this room, kind of thing. I, I thought really it like. I, I thought it was cool too because I thought it was like like muscle memory, kind yeah. of like because he's been doing it for centuries, <laughs> oh, right? Centuries, yeah. So he doesn't know how to like pull his punches. All he knows how to do is rip someone's face off. Like that's yeah. that's how he's fought forever. So totally. which also to me like um, a big turning point or the big climactic scene in the movie is when 
Renfield and Rebecca Quincy are gonna they're gonna take on uh the mafia a mob family in New Orleans oh, yeah. and Dracula. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of familiars, and I was like, "Wow, that's a really good idea." He disposes of them fairly easily, but um, I I know that some people might you know be like, "Oh, there's you know whatever ten of them and one of him. How could he do it?" He's been doing this for a really long time, and these people like they just became familiars, so <laughs> they might be super strong and have great stamina and all this stuff, but he has just all this ability in him, so. I love the fight with the familiars. I loved it. It was awesome. He has so uh, like he, he he's got this uh, like style to like how he how he moves and fights and kind of like he flies around kind of like um, uh, like in a Kung Fu movie. Yeah. You know, he, he you know, it's like very much like that kind of stuff. And yeah, it, it has this. Uh, yeah, there's I, don't, I guess I'm going to say the word a bunch of charm like the the, everything about his character and like what he does how he fights what he's doing like because he's a lot of times he's like smiling or like he's kind of repulsed by what he's doing yeah while yeah. he's doing it and i love that man i i love that and that fight at the end was so so great also i think i'll say about that whole um hospital set what a great well and i could all say that for the whole movie really but that in particular what a great aesthetic you know like oh yeah really good. incredibly good set dressing um for that and the the whole movie's kind of got this like uh almost like a like intense neon kind of vibe to it right. and and so when they bring it to that and they kind of make everything dirty and grimy but it still has that kind of neon kind of like almost cyberpunk vibe i love that way that looked that whole fight scene looked awesome Awesome. Yeah, it was a great fight scene. And then if we're going to talk about fight scenes, then we should probably oh, we should talk about the one in the apartment complex one. Like the crowd was laughing throughout it. I yeah. mean, he's literally ripping people's faces off. They, I mean, she uh, she's shooting people left and right. He, he starts off by eating uh, an ant farm. They <laughs> they end the they end the fight with him like uh, jumping through someone's arms, right? Like tearing their oh, arms off. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then he just downward punch explodes a guy. To, uh, yeah, they explode them. They land on a pile of bodies. Like, and <laughs> it's not just two or three bodies. It's like a mountain oh, it's like of a bodies. Twenty five bodies. <laughs> it's and in that moment, and people are laughing throughout. I was laughing like in that moment. I felt like that was the perfect midnight movie. It was very yeah. project wolf hunting during those moments. Oh, I could, yeah, totally agree. Like, and like, there's this also like, kind of like John wick. Like I start laughing in all those fight scenes too. Cause it's yeah. just so insane. And yeah, similar, similar feeling and vibe. Yeah. Totally agree with you on that. That was that you have this like uncanny, um, uh, you just you can't, can't help but laugh at all the fucking absurd right. shit that you're witnessing it's amazing and uh the trailers they show um the uh nightclub stuff which is pretty yeah. crazy that's just a taste of what you're gonna get because yeah. each fight puts a little bit more on they escalate each one i i the pacing in this movie is perfect like it's no filler all killer like literally yeah it's just it's just going right at it like they know what you're there for they don't fuck around yeah no and i love that i i this movie was so it was such a good time and like if you're looking for like high stakes or some shit like or like you're ever like you're ever going to be like really worried about the well-being of your your main cast this ain't the movie for you you know what i mean like you're kind of just along it's like a just a fun roller coaster ride on an amusement park and uh 
it never assumes to be anything else. And I, I really appreciated that. They also don't insult their audience. It's like, right. I mean, every movie they're, they're trying to make as much money as possible, but this one almost like it knew that like a very particular type of person was going to see this. So they didn't mess around. You mentioned it earlier. They didn't mess around with Dracula's origin story. They didn't really go all that much into Renfield aside from the beginning you had mentioned. It's just like, here are your characters and here it is. Like the story's gonna go. We we know who Dracula is, we know what he can do. They don't even specifically lay out the whole like a vampire has to be invited in thing. It's a running joke. It's a running in, joke, but it's never said out loud ever. They assume that if you're watching this movie, you know what's up with a vampire. <laughs> I appreciated that so much, man. I I really did. It made me feel like it was a movie for me, you know, yeah. like us, like us as horror genre fans, like. You guys know this stuff. Here you go. So, like, now, like, let's talk about, I mean, the thing that, like, I think just really just made the movie. You say Nicolas Cage is playing Dracula, right? And You're going to go, oh, sure. Yeah, it's going to, I'm sure that's crazy and ridiculous. And it is. It is. But it is so fucking good. It is. People have no fucking idea how good it is. Like, he is, he, he cared about how he played that role for sure and the, he he kind of lets himself like be goofy and be nick cage yeah. while still kind of keeping dracula dracula it was such a cool performance i loved it so much right like so nick cage is like the internet's favorite actor right and uh he lives up to it like mm-hmm. if if that's what you're there for you will not be disappointed but nick cage has been around for a very long time and he's proven to be a, he proved himself to be a, a good actor a yeah. long time ago right and um it comes out in this movie and i'm gonna throw this out there and you'll, you'll agree with me but i know not everybody listening to this show will agree with me um i'm not a fan of mandy like that the movie oh like, sure like, i'm not the biggest fan of it and i know that the big appeal to that movie was Nicolas Cage because, and yeah, Nick Cage is Nick Cage. He has the faces, he has the reactions and, and it is funny, but it still didn't make the movie all that great to me. But that performance in Mandy, it's like this Renfield's performance, his performance in Renfield way better than what he did in Mandy. I know people will disagree with that, but wow. that's how I feel. Dude. So like, I'll tell you that, right. They're different, right? They're like, it is, and it is so, right, it is better. I will say it is better because Mandy is kind of just this unhinged, crazed lunatic. And right. not that Dracula isn't an unhinged, crazed lunatic, but he's he's a megalomaniac. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> also, and you that is, he, he exudes megalomania and just ego. Yeah and and uh, hubris and all these things and he is such a fucking he they do a smart job of not interjecting him to like he's he's on screen a lot and when he's on screen he obviously steals the show right but they kind they they save it they don't just bombard you with it you know even when he's like coming up with his like master plans and stuff you have ben schwartz and uh doing a lot of the heavy lifting as yeah. far as that goes. And uh, that, I think that was such a good decision too. You know, it, it allows the, the gag of Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage's Dracula, the time to breathe and come back to where every time you're on, he's on screen again, you're like, yes, 
I get more Dracula. And uh, they they also to make it a point to like, he is vilely disgusting and looking in multiple times through this movie. I mean, he's he's not a dapper, dashing, um, sexy, you know, Gary Oldman, <laughs> Gary Oldman Dracula yeah, no. at all, you know. And what do you think of the teeth? What do you think of the teeth? Oh, I thought it was awesome. Like, I yeah. think the the makeup effects in this really because ah. they didn't show any. At least I didn't show see any of that stuff until the movie. Yeah. So see him all like burned and desiccated and his filthy oh, teeth. Oh. <laughs> like uh, the, the the blood bags in the hospital. Like like he was so. I don't want to say weak because he was still a powerful character, but he was weakened in his weakened state. Like. um, I thought he looked great. He looked creepy. He looked disgusting. Yeah. But he looked like something that someone like, like, like Quincy Morris could take right yeah. rather easily. Like, man, and you're they 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 pick and chose their they cherry pick their spots. Um there's a mo- not quite a monologue, but he does a good bit of speaking, uh Dracula does in Renfield's studio apartment. And it is so good and yeah. so funny. And it also gives you that like cage rage. So like every little bit, but he's toned it down to where it, he's not being serious like he was in Pig. But uh, you can oh. see that same acting ability coming through. Like he's just, Nicolas Cage is like, it's obvious why he's the internet's favorite actor, but uh, also why he's my mom's favorite actor. <laughs> never goes on the internet like you can see this this guy is when they show him and um he's uh put into like scenes that bella lugosi did oh nick cage could have been a huge star in the 40s the 50s he's a movie star's movie star just amazing performance he is man and and he's so great and the i would implore anybody we kind of just I don't know we just kind of instinctually just sat around through the credits what a bunch of cool homage the 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 filmmakers decided to do you know they decided to just you know play dress up basically yeah and uh and i think that was so cool because you could tell cage was just super into it and the the final shot man it's just it could have like you said could have been from a universal horror movie 75 years ago so um how cool really well done and then they uh because as a part of their not insulting the audience because one of the things i was worried about is you know that in the end like renfield and dracula are going to have a confrontation but there's just no way that renfield can beat dracula like there's nothing that they could have done to make me believe that so he doesn't beat dracula (laughs) like they 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 found their way out of it like they they um make a protection circle out of cocaine and <laughs> it, it traps Dracula and wisely they straight up tell you Renfield says it himself we don't even know if he's dead they've chopped him into little bits I think they put him in cement don't they, they put him in cement <laughs> they, like... he's, he's cubed <laughs> and I, they dump him down like a, a sewer hole or something all like sorts of I think they spread him out all over the place spread so. him all over the way yeah like it's so smart but they're also telling you like also there's a picture of Dracula's blood just out yeah. <laughs> like this movie is primed for a sequel and absolutely with these characters with these, with the stories that can be told by it i mean if they can keep it up like at this pace which is rapid fire don't take it seriously just have fun don't don't walking dead it robert kirkland yeah, uh, yeah you uh you can have a very successful franchise here 
absolutely keep it fun keep it light keep that just keep that spirit because i I think we in the horror community are just we love stuff like this and uh i mean i i can this is going to be a movie i rewatch definitely you know probably often over the next few years it's such a good time and yeah we want more of it more of that kind of stuff well on that note regina actually rewatched it the next day oh did she really yeah she had two purposes for it though uh one she absolutely loved it so she wanted to see it again but the other thing is um she has friends who love ska like so much so that one time like they wanted to go to some some local ska band or there was like a ska fest or something like that and she was like no no i hate that kind of music and they like berated her and like told her like why she was wrong for and before she had, she was indifferent to ska, but it made her hate ska. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one, she wanted to see them, but two, she wanted to see how her friends reacted to the. Uh, so, obviously, whoever wrote this movie absolutely thinks ska is a joke because yeah. there's a series of super hilarious ska jokes in this. And uh, the audience, <laughs> man, our audience was like really, really <laughs> digging it. They, they, I guess they hate ska too because. Uh, what normal rational person <laughs> enjoys Scott? <laughs> Not anyone I know. Right. And the uh, unfortunately, her friends were just kind of like, it was funny. She was hoping they would be pissed off. But because uh, no. <laughs> uh, here's the thing if you listen to this guy, you've lived a lifetime of being berated because you listen this to is this true. Guy. You <laughs> life's already difficult. Yeah. Right? You've convinced yourself that the worst music ever invented is good. So yeah. <laughs> The one thing to not identify as. (laughs) Never, ever, ever. And one thing that uh, we should always be able to shame someone for. (laughs) There should never be an anti-ska shaming. (laughs) Like, ever. No no me tooing on the ska shaming. Nah, to ska. (laughs) Not to ska. I I love the joke where uh, someone's like uh, they're talking about how much they hate ska and someone's like oh is that the mu- music with all the horns and then the lady goes oh you shouldn't reduce the music to that what have I become Renfield it's in theaters right now you might have guessed how we feel about it but yeah. i'll ask anyways blake in theaters we'll make it a little bit in theaters yes. renfield see or no see yeah absolutely uh you should pay your theater bucks it's a lot of fun even if you're you know you know people that aren't huge horror fans and uh you can fool them into i think you can fool them into seeing a super bloody fun good horror time yeah definitely check this out yeah check this out in theaters and not only will those non-horror fans like in, enjoy the good time like they'll they'll, they'll laugh like they'll um have a new um hate for ska <laughs> <laughs> they will really uh, like um, we didn't even really get into this but like this movie has genuinely strong performances in it it does it really really does so renfield check it out in theaters and yeah there's super mario brothers and dungeons and dragons and evil deaths there's a lot of good stuff in theaters right now when you watch all that stuff or whatever that you make sure you squeeze renfield and it's a good one um every saturday you can find us here we're a part of the morbidly beautiful podcasting network where we talk all sorts of horror 
movies and they have all sorts of horror themed podcasts including us we have an open review policy so if you want us to talk more about renfield dracula demeter or skull or racing horses let us know (laughs) hey by the way did i tell you public house 28 is endorsing a race car really yes my brewery public house 28 brewery we are race car sponsors yes there's there's a kid out here so it's a little sequitur. Uh, there's a kid out here um, who is racing. Uh, I think he's like 18 or 19 years old. We have sponsored the guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, unfortunately, um, he crashed in his first race. <laughs> what an but, awesome way to promote you. <laughs> but, 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 hey, he started in the 23rd position. He, he was on the fifth lap. He was in eighth position when he crashed. Doesn't seem to be uh, his fault really at all. So uh, we're uh, we're uh, we're hoping for a speedy recovery. The car gets put back together and and uh, keep your eyes peeled for at the Vado racetrack for the old twenty eight car. And I, I mean it. I mean it. Look out for that twenty eight car. Anyway, you want to suggest stuff to us like who uh, we should sponsor? Maybe this podcast one day will sponsor a race car. That would be amazing. Let's 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 start that. I don't know. Uh, but in the meantime, talk to us on the old Instagrams and Twitters and such at Adventures and Movies. You can find us individually. You can find Nathaniel. I call him Patrick. He's on Instagram, Adventures and Nathan. I'm Blake. I'm on Twitter at 4 Horror Regina. She's on Twitter at Danger Chavez. And holy cow, aren't you guys lucky? I've got another special edition next week. It's time to rise, everybody. Evil Dead Rise. Please tune in. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Amazon Music, where they have podcasts now, including ourselves. You can go to Morbidly Beautiful. Basically, wherever the best podcasts in the world are, that's where you will find us. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week.